You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Visit PencilandPaperProductions.Podbean.com to find more great podcasts. Welcome to the Palace of Mega Pixels. This is Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo! everybody and welcome to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. I'm your host Stephen White. With me as always is my co-host Lacia Finley. Well, happy Monday. Are Good we morning. um are we are we rested? Are we <laughs> cuz I know you 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 were struggling there to to get awake. I didn't really want to get up, but you know. I thought I almost overslept. I think I made it. I made it awake twenty minutes ahead of time, and I'm like, "Well, let's go. Let's see how this goes." Usually, I give myself like an hour to like get out of your morning haze, mm-hmm. you know. But apparently, me just playing video games late was more important. So that's going right. to bed early. I, I'm going to blame it on that this time, because okay. it was actually like midnight when I went to bed. When usually I'll lay down like eleven. Mm-hmm. in hopes of being asleep by 12 because usually it takes me that long yeah, <laughs> last yeah. night i laid down at 12 so i probably didn't fall asleep to like one or two <laughs> so last night i mean I, I you said you were playing video games last night um uh, i went <laughs> i went to zany's comedy club oh yeah yeah because thought why not let's let's see how we can get it back out in the world uh, yeah. I did, actually didn't pay for the tickets. It was a buddy of mine. He had two extra and said, hey, do you want to come along, you and your wife? And I was like, sure. And so we went to see Bob Saget. Oh, uh, yeah? <laughs> right there in front. Like, like, it already makes me laugh, and I don't even know if it was a good set. Like, just the, I didn't know you were still touring, honestly. Well, he said the way he was talking, this was like him getting back out there trying okay. to, you know, get back into the world he's excited i I guess people have given him shit saying you're being selfish he's like i what are you talking about it's like Like, i gotta work was doing stuff oh because he did a show people were calling him selfish oh okay he's like i you know i want to get back out in the world you guys want to get back out in the world i just want to make you laugh that's it you're here yeah don't really know what you're (laughs) upset about (laughs) like you're gonna stay at home but it's funny because you can tell people who aren't very sure about what the crowd is going to be because mm-hmm. the last comedian I ever saw there, they did their set, they went, and that was it, you know? Maybe a little audience participation. He was, like, gunning for everybody. That was that was the beauty of it is because he would just ask a question, someone would answer it because, for example... Mm-hmm. I can't remember what exactly he brought up the topic, but I think, yeah, he was talking about raccoons in his house, like getting up in the attic or whatever. And he asked somebody, he's like, have you ever dealt with a raccoon? And this guy raised his hand. He's like, well, what was your your uh, interaction? And the guy said, I was trying to rescue one off of the side of the road and it attacked me. And he just kind of looked at him. He's like, why? <laughs> why would you do that? 
And the rest of the night, he just uh, kept coming at this guy aw. and throwing, not just trying to help a raccoon, but then he said something. He went back to him again. He's like, what's your favorite animal? He said, a fox. He's like, why a fox? So then he started, just said raccoon. Well, he spun it around. <laughs> he's like, this guy is out there. You know, molesting animals in the woods. Oh no, that is a Bob Saget thing to say, though. Yeah, so he he went oh. after him pretty pretty hard. Which I mean, the guy was a good sport, luckily. So, well, hopefully, I always feel bad when that kind of happens, though, because I'm like, well, that person paid to be here too, and now they're just gonna get made fun of and the butt of the joke the whole time. I don't mm. know that I'd enjoy it yeah. <laughs> personally. I don't know. I think after a while, I'd be like, okay, can we go to someone else now? Yeah, I mean, the, as most. For, for the most part, you know, he interacted with everybody around me. But there was one one time he looked me dead in the eye mm-hmm. because some guy who was clearly hammered off mm-hmm. in the back of the place. As you do at a comedy show. Just started. He looked down at me. He's like, what just happened? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. Because <laughs> the guy was just. I'm trying to pay attention, just, man. <laughs> yeah. Guy, guy was really uh, well, plastered. From, he from joined the his night it. out. Mm-hmm. We don't know his life. Might have been the first time he's gone out this whole time. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Unless he was getting unruly, of course, in which case. Well. But I realized that um, I don't do late nights out. I just, I can't. I think I've reached that age where it just doesn't appeal to me even. Yeah. Where I'm like, can we be home late like 10? Mm-hmm. Is that cool? <laughs> I mean, because me personally, I would prefer to go to a early show, like a seven mm-hmm. o'clock show. Late shows, from what I've the experience I've had in the past, they usually tend to go a little longer because they can get away with, you know, saying, "Okay, well, I don't technically have a, an end spot because this is the second show, and then they're going to close up afterwards." So I, I got a little play to go a little mm-hmm. longer, and I was having fun. I was laughing, but I could just feel. That I was getting tired. Right. And I was just like. <laughs> the eyes are glossing over. Yeah. It's, uh... <laughs> and I only had one drink, you know, because you have to buy stuff there, which sure. I don't really understand Usually that. Usually two. Two, two yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I get like a food item and then that. Oh, and so I wasn't even. Purchases. Yeah. So I wasn't even hungry. It was just like, well, what's a snack thing that I can just sit here and munch on while I'm right. drinking my drink? And I, I was I was laughing, but at the same time, I was just like, ah. Yeah, I want to go home. Please hurry up. You know, I wasn't now. trying to be angry or, or anything irate. It was just like I could feel it. And I was like, I'm going right. to have to drive home. And that's another 40 minutes back. So it's at the point where you're yawning probably every 10 minutes for and no I'm, reason. Yeah. You're and I'm trying not, not to because I'm yeah. like right in front of the man. And I didn't want and him to look. And he's already picking on people. Yeah. I didn't want to be like, sorry, sir. Are you are you tired? And just yes. like, I'm, yes. It's I'm late sorry. for me. <laughs> so. Yeah, but but it was it was a lot of fun and that's that's why I'm tired because oh, I got home after good. midnight and whatnot and G whooping it up painting the town red. Hopefully hopefully there was no uh, super spreader outbreak going on. That would be my luck. Well, so trying to get out. Hopefully you'll be just fine. Mm-hmm. You know, just feel a little poopy for a day and go whelp. Whelp. <laughs> Bob Saget. Uh, to shift gears. Mm -hmm. because this this hurt man i mean 
I don't know if you saw this this morning. I was going to share it with you, but I figured I'd just. Talk I don't know that I've been a week it. to see anything new this morning. <laughs> no, it was <laughs> the first news story I read this morning, and again, it hurts for for a reason because the person is so fresh in my mind. Um, Marky Post passed away. <gasps> no. Yeah. Did not hear this. God yep. damn it. Seventy years old, lost her battle with cancer. Um, and for those of you who don't know who she is, um, for for me, she was Christine in Night Court. Uh, mm-hmm. She had done other stuff. Uh, I guess for I would say for a more recent audience, but even that is still twenty years removed. Um, she was oh, Elliot's mother on Scrubs. I'm sure she's done. <gasps> Other things, oh, yeah. but I'm trying to remember. Yeah, something recent. Yeah, yeah. That maybe some people would know. But what what hit me the most is I, I'm sure I mentioned it here before. I'd been rewatching Night Court. Yeah. And so we just finished. She passed away not that long ago. Mac passed away. And oh, before we right. started that, oh, you're right. Harry had passed away years prior. Oh, so man. that's three. And it's just like, how many more, man? Because, I mean, technically, we've got three more cast members that could go. Mm. And I know it seems ridiculous because I don't know these people, but you kind of, you get these attachments to them, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's just like a part of your childhood that you Mm -hmm. remember. And then it's just almost hard for me to believe that they are getting up there because in my mind, they're still cemented as this beautiful character that I would sit down and laugh with every week. Yeah. Wow. No, I did not see that this morning. Oh, well, what's, family. what's really upsetting for me and, and maybe for you too, I think I mentioned to you that they were going to be doing a, a revival series. Yeah. And that just means that there's three names right off the table. And I was hoping after watching that, I was like, Oh, you know, what would be cool. It's like a reunion show, you know, yeah. and if they were going to be doing that, then sure. We finally get to see them all back, and I'd love to see where they are. Yeah. But now it's slowly disappearing. Yeah. I mean, the only cast member I did hear that was returning right offhand was John Larroquette. Now I'm starting to worry about him. Oh, God, no. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I really wanted to see everybody return who could. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. It's just like it's not going to happen. I'm so maybe upset. Maybe they could do like a friend style one where those who are left come back and maybe talk about it, you know, well, where they're not necessarily filming an episode or mm-hmm. where are they now kind of situation. Which, Although it might be just as heartbreaking. Well, what's really more. what's really sad is who's who's left. We've got uh, Marsha Warfield, Richard Mull, and John Larroquette out of the three that expanded over i guess time Mm -hmm. now if you want to get technical outside the main cast jolene lutz who played like the uh i can't remember her name right offhand but she was like the stenographer uh in later seasons she's she's still around but i don't feel like she ever got like a large cast member status but even if you go back to the early years I mean, both the two. I mean, they re- replaced two bailiffs before they got Marsha Warfield because they passed away. I was going to say, I feel like I remember the changing of the guard several mm-hmm. times or a couple then, times at least. Yeah. And then there was a, the original uh, public defender who 
they wanted Christine to be early on, but they couldn't get her. I think she passed away. And then the other court clerk, I don't, I don't know if she's still alive or not. I know she had, um, uh, I don't want to specify what disease she had, but I know she had something that was making it difficult for her to work. So I don't want to speak to it as like, oh yeah, it was this because I'm not a hundred percent sure. Yeah. But yeah, I'm yeah. actually looking at the IMDb right now at the cast, and there's, it's unfortunate there's a lot that has an end date. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I realized a lot. And that's that was something again from our childhood. I mean, stuff prior mm-hmm. to that, you know, when you start hearing, oh, well, this actor has passed, and this actor's passed, you're like, yeah, okay, yeah, I, I get it, but it, it just feels like it's getting closer. So yeah, it's hitting I know. too close to home, you know. I know, I know. And oh. not to not to just keep. <laughs> I know, bring it down the room now, like oh. Well, I did want to talk about that documentary I was watching, and oh, yeah. I didn't want. I mean, I wouldn't say it's a there's downer stuff, but you can look at it through a positive light. Um, if you've got Amazon Prime, go check out Val, which is Val. a doc, documentary about Val Kilmer. Who, if you didn't know, uh, he had lung cancer, mm-hmm. and he's beat it, but at the cost of his voice. I didn't know that. And I knew there was some illness because I, I, you could hear, yeah, like that that there was a shift or a change. But he's got the tube in his throat, so oh. he talks. He has to plug the hole. And I mean, it's. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know it had gotten to that point. I didn't either until I saw a trailer for this and he's sitting there speaking with kind of a raspy, gravelly. And I was like, oh, my God, I didn't realize this has happened. And pretty much his career as an actor is pretty much shot. I mean, I hate to say that, but it's possibly. I mean, yeah. Despite that, it's a beautiful portrait of the man because it talks about uh, him growing up, his family. He had apparently an obsession with film cameras. So, you know, when he was a young man, he had a little camera and then Mm -hmm. it just kind of progressed over time. So you could see all these little home movies he created. Uh, He'd be on set, you know, with from Top Gun to uh, the island of Dr. Moreau. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they ever showed anything on uh, Batman Forever, as far as like behind the scenes, maybe they're footage. all trying to erase that. <laughs> Could be, but he he was just messing around, you know, and and just trying to to be in the moment. And then mm-hmm. you get to see his family, um, his two children, his ex wife, who I guess he still has a good relationship with. Um, I've heard that can happen. And then just the way his life has gone up to this point, and and what he's kind of. And it, like I said, I'm not going to sit there and say it's you're not going to have your heart strings tugged on and, and you might shed a tear because there was a moment where he I don't want to say what it was, but you just you kind of feel that pain he's going through. And you're like, man, yeah, <sighs> you know, yeah. but at the end of the day, by the time it was all over, it, it's a positive thing, you know, despite all he's gone through and and still going through. He's he's not giving up. He's not just saying I got to roll over and die. 
He's like, no, I'm going to live my life the best way I can, mm-hmm. despite what's going on. And so it's it's a beautiful story. I would oh, highly wow. recommend it if you've got Amazon Prime. So Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. There you go. But to bring it back up, yeah. Suicide Squad. Did you watch Suicide Squad? I did not. Oh. I did not. Oh. I know. The Hub's Big Fat watched it without me, which is like I wasn't angry or anything. I just didn't know. And... uh uh, at that point that I was like, well, I don't see where I'll sit around and get because he, he said fine. It was fine. So then okay. I was like, and then you said it was fine. And then I'm like, well, now I'm confused. <laughs> I guess I've heard. Because uh, I was iffy about the first one. So I can't say that I was overly excited for the second just for reasons where I was like, I didn't hate it. But I was like, I didn't love it. Yeah. But so. there is there is a definite difference between the two because you had studio interference you had the studio trying to make it something that it's not versus they gave the reins to a talented director who knows what he's doing and left him alone for the most part from what i could tell and then just said have at it and then he turns it into one of his masterpieces and maybe masterpiece is not uh Maybe it's too strong a word, but I, well, again, I had a lot of fun with it. Okay. Then maybe I should. Yeah. Maybe when he goes to work one day or something, that way I'll just sit down and watch it. But no. Mm-hmm. No, to get around to it. Yeah. If you've watched a James Gunn movie, uh, you you know the vibe. You know the what, what kind of what you're getting into. The music is going to be playing. It's going to be hyper-violent, uh, super stylized. I like his work. Okay. So. Sorry. I busted that whole plan. No, it's fine. It's fine. watch it. (laughs) No, I just, I was curious because we had talked about it. I know. I was supposed to, I think, Friday. Mm -hmm. I think was last I had left it. And then we ended up, like, watching other things. Did you watch Ted Lasso? I did. Well, I had to ask, well, you know, because I borrow (laughs) it. Because I don't know how it works on Apple. Ooh, ooh. Because they don't give you, they don't give you, like, uh, profiles so you, I, I have to ask permission first I'd be like have you watched it is it cool can I get on it <laughs> you've got uh, you've got a, a PlayStation They've, they're offering like six months free oh yeah yeah oh. just download the app and it should pop up and it'll be like hey you can get this six months for free I saw it the other day and I was like well I'll have to redownload it because I had to delete it so I could put it on the TV mm. since I got a TV that does all that for me now I don't have to rely on the PlayStation <laughs> all the time we can actually turn it off every once in a while well look at that and see if if it's on there because if you can sign that up there then you can yeah. put it back on the TV and then just boom. true yeah mm, yeah oh, I mean true. I, I really didn't need it but I figured you know there's not? like two shows on there that I'm enjoying right now yeah you know, Ted Lasso, of course, being one mm. of them. Everyone kept telling me, watch it, watch it, watch it. I finally did. And you're right, people. You so are all good. right. You are so all good. right. It was funny. As soon as I messaged my niece about it, I said, everyone keeps telling me to watch Ted Lasso. And instantly she's like, you got to watch Ted Lasso. And I'm like, see, case in point. Case <laughs> and point right there. So it is great, though. It is fun. I love it. Mm. It's, it's cute. Such I a good show. Just... It's, like, yeah, it's him. It's like a feel good kind of. Yeah. 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 It never like feels it. negative or cynical. It's always, mm-hmm. even when the chips are down, they find a way to turn it back around. You just feel like, lovely. God, I love this. So I warm. I enjoyed it. And I did watch the morning show. I happened to like it. I okay. think Aniston killed it. Okay. I think she carried the whole thing. Uh, she killed it. 
And I didn't actually know a lot of the other people were in it because it was dead to me. Remember mm. if I said it was on any other service outside of what I owned, it was dead to me. I'm not even going to look into it. But uh, Steve Carell mm-hmm. and Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon, I did not know was in it till it started. So I told you, I just like, I'm yeah, not right. even yeah. going to look into it. I'm not going to make myself interested because I'm not going to get the service, you know. They did it. It was really good. I don't, they, I know we're getting off topic, but I was like, I thought it was just nice, neat, wrapped up the one story to tell we were good. And then I saw there's going to be a second season and I don't know why. So you've, how many episodes was it? I think 10. 10. Were these uh, 30 minute or an hour? They were, yeah, they were an hour. Hour. Okay. Hour 55 or whatever, you know. I might give it a watch. If you felt <laughs> like it was. she did a phenomenal job. Okay. I thought she did a really, really good job. Because at first it was because it was them two. And I'll admit, I wasn't sure what kind of tone the show was going to be. Because again, dead to me. But it's a serious tone. Like, it, especially when you see like Aniston and Corral and all them. You're like, maybe it'll be like a little bit more. No, it's not a lighthearted fun comedy. Okay. <laughs> it is not. But it was good. I liked it. I liked it. Mm. So um, I thought they all did a very good job. It was nice to see them all in a different role than you're, I guess, more used to or trained to seeing them in. And then sure. for them all to do such an amazing job. I was like, yeah, okay, this is good. But again, I don't know why there was there's a second season. But I mean, it's not my business. But I thought they wrapped up their story nice and neat and that i would have been content had that been it you know right so we'll see okay i'll i'll check it out because i i dug it well i'll <laughs> uh i'll see if i can't get around to it i mean if you gave it a good recommendation i i just like i loved i i thought she did such a great job mm-hmm. and i'm not saying i didn't think aniston was a good actress but it was just such a deviation from what i've seen her in the past and to kill it so hard i was like damn it was right. just more fun to see that evolution too for me Okay. But I remember her from way back in the day, you know, <laughs> when you go from like Rachel to now, it's like, eh, no, I don't big improvement. Just drastic. Yeah. I love it. I, love I still got to watch the friends reunion. I don't know why. Yes, I you keep, do. I forget about it. Oh my I, God. It was just the most fun hour, hour and a half. I can't remember how long it was now that I had it such a long time. I smiled so much <laughs> the entire time. It was exactly what I needed. Good. It was exactly what I needed. So tell me about this game that you were playing up till midnight. What have you been playing? (laughs) (laughs) I found this one. uh, uh, As most people know, I've been indoctrinated into Game Pass now. And it's not new. I'd seen it around for a little bit. But Raid on My Parade. So Mm -mm. basically just play like a jerk cloud (laughs) that like... (laughs) goes around and like rains on people so it's like kind of like a puzzler so it's like you'll uh, there's a map and you play a little cloud there is a little story to go along with it but i mean you know how deep it gets um and so you choose the level on the map and it'll give you objectives like soak all the humans with the rain or destroy a car with your lightning bolts or whatever so then you just go through the level and try to actually complete it in the way that it wants you to and yeah you're just like raining on their parade <laughs> it's a, I don't, just an addicting little fun time that uh trying to do the little objectives huh. and, you, and you unlock costumes and you can put party hats on your cloud and <laughs> I th- at first, I thought you said clown, and now oh, I see no. a cloud, I cloud, and I was like, you said cloud. cloud. No, yeah. That's what you said. Puffies, sky puffies. Gotcha. But, uh, yeah, you just play like a jerk cloud running around raining on people and sometimes, you know, starting fires. You know? And it's just for no other reason than to be a dick. Pretty much okay. is what the, the, that I get. I mean, like I said, there's like a loose story about like, you know, this little cloud becoming <laughs> 
into their own. But uh, <coughs> yeah, uh, I, I, I mean, it, it, there, there's nothing deep about it, but the gameplay is fun. Um, I think the little puzzlers are addictive. I, I'll probably at least get through one playthrough, you know, mm. I, and uh, I can recommend it. It was just this cute little nonsense thing. <laughs> I, I, I want to say it released a little bit ago, though, like not super long, but like earlier in the summer. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah. from from what I see right there, I, I see nothing wrong with a game like that. That's it kind of reminds me of um, just in the sense of how you're explaining it, like Donut County. There's Donut really County, nothing. Yeah, there's nothing to it. It's simple, mm-hmm. but it's so much fun. Yeah, I think you, know? you would like this one. Actually, yeah. I do. It's just. And you actually have controllers. I do sure. recommend playing it with a controller. I tried plugging in mine, and I guess it's finally dead. And I rarely used it, so I'm really confused. But this one, I think, would have been a heck of a lot easier to play mm. with a controller, just from the way you have to move the cloud around and everything. I'll definitely <laughs> add that to my wish list. Maybe it'll come out somewhere, and if it doesn't, then I'll get it here. Yeah, because... I don't know. Like, I think... Hmm. You know what? Now that I say that, I don't know. Was it an epic thing? I'm like always hesitant now with um, indie games. Like I know sometimes they go to epic first. Well, it's on Steam. Oh, okay. Then there you go. See, since so, I'm playing it on Game Pass. But um, we good. You can find it on Game Pass. Or wherever you now. play your games. <laughs> however that goes on. <laughs> did you listen to it? I did. Good. It People. was a- it was adorable. I still think kids aren't going to understand little the little Microsoft commercial that uh, where they got all for one together mm-hmm. and sang about Game Pass to the tune of I swear. And I just I had too much fun with it. But I still think like kids born in like 2000s or stuff aren't going to appreciate like what? I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Who are these people? Because they were big in the 90s. Although sort of, for a hot minute. <laughs> although you may be surprised. I actually, it's funny you bring this up because I was thinking about this the other day. Have you ever had that that person that come up on you and be like, hey, you remember that movie? Oh, yeah, you're too young to remember that, aren't you? And I was like, fuck you, Oh, I'm one of those now, aren't I? Well, it's, I mean, don't, don't, I understand where you're coming from. Not everybody, Uh because, I mean, I'm guilty of it, too, where I'm, but I try to approach it like this. Like, I I will come out and be like, oh, dude, uh, you remember this? And then I get these looks. Like, I remember the very first time that ever happened to me, I was talking about Masters of the Universe. And, of course, this mm-hmm. was years ago. And I don't remember why we were talking about it, but I was like, oh, yeah, He-Man and this and this and this. And there was this 18-year-old kid looking at me like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, Masters of the Universe. You know, He-Man. He's like, I don't know what that is. And I'm like, what? Yeah. When you get slapped in the face with stuff like that, that's when it hurts me. Where I was yeah. like, wait, oh, yeah, I guess they don't do that anymore. Huh. And, and yeah, it's it's a little odd, but um, I guess I don't want to assume because that's fair. That's my, fair. Someone did that to me the uh, like I won't say the other day. It was about a week or so ago, and they had brought up like a movie is like, hey, that's kind of like Logan's Run. <laughs> that's a sci-fi movie from the seventies. You guys don't know anything about that, do you? Because <laughs> y'all are too young. Oh uh, well, okay, yeah, I but, wouldn't you know, have done it like that, but sure. <laughs> Well, what I did as a rebuttal, I said, oh, you want to play that game? How about Silent Running from 1970? Sci-fi movie. Boom. Do you remember that one? And then I got nothing. And I was like, I don't, what is that? And you were like, alive then, man. What's up? Don't you know all the things yeah. from when you were alive? 
<laughs> I mean, you you wanted to play that game. That movie was like uh, ten years before I was born, but yet I know it and I've seen it. Mm-hmm. So well, uh, what? No, up? that's fair because like I pretty much listened to seventies classic rock my whole life, and I was not around then. So yeah, that's it's, fair. I, again, I I know where you're coming from, so I'm not All trying to be what like. I feel like might have been a little bit more of a. I don't know. I don't know. I should flip through the YouTube comments and see. I might have been extremely surprised at how many people uh, knew the reference song. And the fact they actually got All for One. Like, yeah. I did. I sat there and I wanted to sing along, but I didn't know the words to the Game Pass song. All I remember is, it's all there. Something about games in the library for me to play. I don't know. I'm making it up now. <laughs> but what else have they been doing? I don't know. Exactly. I mean, sometimes we find a lot of people have been like hustling and I've just been not paying attention to those circles. So for all I know, they're selling out Vegas every Maybe weekend. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> you know? Okay. Well, but anyway, back on track because I could keep going with that because like, I went down a rabbit hole with my <laughs> 90s music. Um, and then, yeah, that was pretty much all I played. And then okay. I played some more Not For Broadcast, which I found out. I don't think I complete some of the challenges because... I think there's a bug. I kept trying to load one of them, and it just like wouldn't load. Hmm. So there that might sucks. be an optimization thing that needs to be heading our way because it is a lot of files, and FMV takes up a lot of space. Yeah. But it was only on two different challenges, so I, I'm assuming it's those two sections of videos or whatever that's getting hung up on something. I don't know. Hmm. So that's when I just quit, and I was like, it's time to go to bed. You've been okay. playing games way too long anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but what have you been playing? Uh, not a whole lot, but I did start Returnal, oh, and yeah. I thought for a moment that I was going to do poorly, and then for a moment I thought I was going to do better, and then now I'm not so sure. <laughs> a roller coaster of emotions. Yeah, because I want, I haven't given up on it. Mm-hmm. but a part of me wants to because I feel like I'm going to get more frustrated the farther in I go. Sure. So I didn't realize how this game worked as far as, like, are there levels? Like, what are you supposed to be doing? Is it? I thought, like, the area that I was starting in was going to be it. Mm-hmm. Apparently not. No. Apparently you beat a boss, and then that opens up a gate to another area, and then you've got to go through that area, and I guess I'm going to find stuff there. Then I can take that back to the other area and then maybe use that new tool to explore new areas that I couldn't previously there. But then there's another gate that's going to take me to somewhere else and so on and so forth. So there are levels. Okay. Yeah. And then as soon as I realize that, I'm like, holy shit, there are levels. And then I'm going to die. And then I'm going to have to go all the way back. Oh, no. You know, like that. And then that just that irked me. Yeah, I can you know? see that getting on my nerves to the point where I, yeah, if it happened enough, I'd just be like, yeah, I'm done. So okay. with with the first level, um, I got to the main boss, which mm-hmm. I remember getting to fight when I was playing with Todd, like when we were doing our little uh, playthrough and he did his review of the game. And when I first approached the boss, I wasn't, like, I had no idea how to fight, uh, properly like i was just just now getting started with the game mm-hmm. this time i approached it because i had been playing i'd kind of gotten my feet on the ground knew all my controls so that when i got to the boss i actually beat it i was really surprised trust me because there was one thing that saved me i had found an artifact earlier before i got to the boss and i was like okay well i guess 
I've got this thing. Uh-huh. Turns out it was like an extra life. So when I died, it revived me. And ah. I was doing so good with this boss. And then I made one fatal mistake and I was like, oh shit. And then it just threw off my rhythm. And then uh, yeah. he, he killed me. And then it was like, oh, you're back right here. And I was like, oh shit, I've got an extra life. Bye. And then I beat the <laughs> boss and I was like, yes. Oh, well, good. It didn't catch you off guard to the point where you got killed before you realized you were back alive. Because I right. could see that happening to me where I was like, I, I, wait, what just happened? <laughs> oh, I was so ecstatic because I was like, yes, I did it. Finally, good, great. And I moved on to the new area, which looks like Mars. And it's just been frustrating mm-hmm. because I get so far and then mm-hmm. enemies abound. And I'm doing my damnedest to keep moving. And the controls are sharp. They're great. It's just you get in your head and you can't see everything. And you're just trying. It's, it's overwhelming. And I wish... I understand it's supposed to be a challenge, and I'm sure there's some bastard out there right now saying, you're not a good, <laughs> you're not, not a gamer. gamer. You can't figure it out, man. You can't play. You know what? Yeah. My hands aren't what they used to be, and I'm doing my best. Nor is my patience. Yeah, exactly. My patience is wearing <laughs> Let thin. Let me put that one out there. Nor is my patience. Because I get so far, you die. Where do you go back? All the way to your ship. Mm-hmm. From the very first level. So now I've got to go back through these areas, find the gate, because everything moves. <laughs> oh, yeah. So right. sometimes it could be right there. Sometimes it could be a little farther down the way. So now I've got to find the gate, get back there, in hopes that I'm still going to be intact by the time I get there with enough energy to go forward. And then I'm back to a pissy-ass little gun until I can find something stronger. And when will that happen? Who knows? Who knows? So it's frustrating. I don't know that that sounds like a lot of fun, if I'm honest. Yeah, it's I'm I'm trying to personally keep it myself. here as like oh, yeah I can do this I can do this, but then I'm sure you can. It's just I don't want I don't want to be angry. That's that's fair. And and For I feel a like game, I'm getting angry. We're supposed to be having fun, <laughs> right? I just Although don't. Some people do get irate and they're still like in love with it. So I guess it's just. How you enjoy a thing. I don't know. Yeah. I just don't see myself, unless something happens to where I, you know, go into like uh, Neo mode or something like that. I just, mm-hmm. I can't see myself beating this game because I just don't have the patience. I, I mean, I, I, I'm, I understand. I'm happy I beat the first boss. That was an accomplishment that's, for me. That's how I felt, I think, in Dark Souls, one of the Dark Souls. It was, as soon as I got through, like, one boss, I was like, I think I'm good there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel pretty accomplished. Yeah. Because when I realized that was just the starter boss to trade me, and it took me that long. I'm like, we're good now. <laughs> that's that's my concern, is getting <laughs> to the next boss. boss. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. the next boss, what are they going to be like? <laughs> how hard is that going to be? Because the mm-hmm. first boss, it's insane. Because it's like, here, let me throw this at you. Let me throw that at you. And you get a pattern. You get a rhythm. And you're like, okay, I can do this. I, I got this. I got this. And then you make one mistake. And then pff, there it goes. Mm-hmm. So I just know that it's not going to be that easy again. They're going to be sure. like, no, 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 no. There will be a pattern, but we're going to throw it up. <laughs> we're going to mm-hmm. a little random seed here, a little random seed there. Because you're not going to see it coming. It's like, why? You're not giving me anything to fight back with. Anyway, yeah, I'm getting irate just thinking about it. So, See, um, yeah, maybe just our, our, our idea of fun has changed a lot over 
I, there is a there is a game that I do want to play, and I'm I'm debating on putting down the money for it because it's just been on my mind. Mm-hmm. And I know I've got other games to play. Don't we all though? Yeah, but I just don't want to play no more heroes again. Because the new one's about to come out, you know? Yeah. And I'm just like, it'd be nice to revisit these. Sure, sure. So I'm I'm debating. I'm debating. I would begrudge you of that. But the problem is... think about it. Play what you want to play in the moment. Well, the problem is, is I'm I'm sure I could... I know I could buy it on Steam. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I was wanting to get it on the Switch. And, you know, then I'd have to take that away from Katrina, who's been playing Monster Hunter on it constantly so they would be fighting with the switch and that's why i wish they would put the game on playstation and i don't understand why they haven't because it's on pc it's on pc oh yeah i was just like it's like nintendo but oh yeah i don't have an answer then i don't either i don't don't know so i'm like how would you use motion controls on pc i'm wondering now i don't know i'm really confused and with the playstation uh Four or even the five. I mean, yeah, the, the move you got the yeah, they got the move yeah. controllers. You could utilize that. Why not? Yeah, interesting. Yeah. I now I'll have to look. It tells you I didn't dig into the PC version because I might actually enjoy it more. Because personally, that's what I did not enjoy as mm. much. <laughs> and maybe because enough time has passed that it it my head was like the niche is over. But uh, like when I got it on the the Switch, that was my only complaint. Was I was like, I just kind of want to play with a regular controller. I don't want to wiggle stuff around and try yeah. to figure out which way to slice and stuff like that. So while I appreciate the uniqueness of it all, I don't know that I care for it. <laughs> That's true. That's fine. So I'll have to look into that. All right. Well, anyway, hey, yeah. you got some news? We have a little bit of news. It wasn't right. an extremely exciting week, but you can't win them all. You That's can't okay. win them all. Um, I, I would say probably the biggest one. We did get a little bit of an update with uh, Activision Blizzard mm. um, in the sense that there seems to be just more lawsuits happening. So, Good. like, we're not resolving one yet. Um, but uh, <laughs> workers from across multiple of Activision Blizzard development studios, so, so let's just say across all of them, uh, wrote an open letter, as we're aware, you know, to Activision Blizzard, to Bobby, to, you know, and his executive leadership team criticizing the decision to hire Wilmer Hale as a third party auditor to review the company and ensure a healthier workplace. Why do we care about that law firm? Well, they come with a little bit of a backstory that apparently the workers did not appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of that backstory is that's the same law firm that it seems Amazon hired for union busting. Oh, okay. And back in the day, uh, they were a much longer name before it merged to Wilmer Hale. It was like Wilmer, Dodd, blah, 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 blah. I don't know, like 10 people maybe. Um, <laughs> has a Basically, their history is discouraging workers' rights, uh, collective action, um, and just... Seems like they only protect the wealthy and powerful. Enter Bobby Kotick hiring them, I'm mm-hmm. sure. Um, so, as you know, they're they're trying to get change within their company, deservedly so. Um, and in this letter, including all of the Activision Blizzard umbrella, uh, that, you know, you didn't really meaningfully address anything. And uh, the workers' demands that we did last week and also walked out about 
we would like you to, I don't know, address that instead of maybe hiring law firms that seems like you're trying to protect yourselves even more as opposed to helping us down here. And uh, one thing shifted. Um, it did result in Jay Allen Brack stepping down from the role. Doesn't sound like there was real accountability there. Just moving on to do other things, basically, is what it sounded like Or in the letter that he said. I'm just moving on to other opportunities or whatever it will be. Um, so we have Jen O'Neill and Mike Ibarra taking over as co-leaders. Um, in his stead. I'm sure he probably just got like some amazing golden parachute and all this kind of stuff. Anyway, that's just me. Um, So yeah. And then Jesse Meshcook, the company's head of global human resources Mm. is gone. Uh, That that seems to be the only two shifts that I've seen, Um, whether it was for good reasons or they're going to be the fall guys yet to say, you know, um, (laughs) I don't know who would know that someone like Bobby would hire such a reputable firm. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, but it seems like some consequences have happened, um, basically in the form of sponsors. Uh, what I've been reading this week is a lot of sponsors have been pulling out from like the Overwatch and Call of Duty leagues. Uh, most notably, it seemed like Coca-Cola says that they're keeping a close eye on the situation and kind of reevaluating <laughs> things moving forward as far as their ad revenue. Cause like they were the only ones that I, w- I saw that didn't like blatantly say, yeah, we're taking it off of it. It's just like, we're watching, we know what's going on. And then we're going to take a moment to revisit future plans and programs is what they said. Which means they've got a lot of money tied up in that. <laughs> they're probably seeing how much like they, how bad they'll look first. I don't know. And then decide from there. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I just instantly go to the negative side. Unfortunately, when it comes to large corporations and ad dollars, I feel like I've just been kind of conditioned that way now. Uh, State Farm has requested that none of its ads run during this weekend's over, or I guess last weekend's Overwatch League matches. Um, I don't know that that sounds like a good idea coming from them too, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, because they're great also. Yep. Um, so it seems like the consequences we're seeing as of right now is a lot of ad ad dollars going away from like Overwatch and Call of Duty leagues. Um, T-Mobile has also ended, ended their sponsorship. Uh, and Kellogg's looks like they are as well. So you just see the kind of sponsor list at the top of their team getting shorter and shorter, which I feel for the players, mm-hmm. the, the, those people and everything. But unfortunately it seems like that's what you kind of have to do to kind of get your house in order is hit their pocketbook. Um, so that's the most recent development I've seen. in that one, as far as where we're at with that lawsuit and a second one was filed with the investors too, um, because they were like, oh, you didn't inform us of all of this stuff going on at your house. So you lied to us as investors, basically. And now we're going to sue you for forcing us to invest in this company. I don't know. It's really, it's really <laughs> weird to me. I know I'm just making it sound like all stupid or whatever, but uh, yeah, that, that they're, they're basically alleging that they, the, the executives were misled by not disclosing the fact that the DFEH was having an investigation mm. ergo, um, they're now suing for them not disclosing everything to the investors, you know? Sure. So, um, it looked like Gary Cheng was the one who, uh, got the ball rolling. So I guess he's the most, um, sad investor and decided to kick off the lawsuit. <laughs> Um, I, I just can't feel bad for him at this point. I don't know. Uh, so we'll see how that one shapes up. Now investors want to sue them back for, you know, not keeping their house cleaned up. It looks like 
Um, it's slowly burning, mm. and hopefully it'll just burn to the ground. Look, I know these people need jobs. Go yeah, somewhere else. I know that's my only internal struggle here. Go somewhere else. <laughs> Invest in yourself. You know? Go start your own company. I was wondering if they could, man. I feel like maybe you could talk to these investors that are pulling out of them. I don't know. I'm saying all of this like I have any idea all of the inner workings that goes behind getting all of this set up. But maybe. Why not? They are the talent. Right? You They're know? the ones actually making the game. Keeping yeah. it up to date. All the, the people. You play. All the people on the, the board and the higher ups. Mm-hmm. What do they do the that issue. benefits the game production? That's what I want to know. What the fuck do they do? They leak things in earning calls. Yeah. And then pat themselves <laughs> on the back and and yeah. get extra money for doing and nothing. And lay off other people so they can get even more money. Or at least I'm going to specifically stick with Activision Blizzard because that's what we've been proven to see so far. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, yeah. Yeah. Burn Maybe it this to the ground. Just keep knocking down all them them suits that's been in charge this whole time. Because that's I, I I still feel like that's the only way you'll clean it up is you just got to get rid of all of the people who were enabling it the whole mm-hmm. time and doing nothing about it, you know. Um, and start over. All these people should form a company and call it Hurricane. Because <gasps> talk to Blizzard, and right? then nah, we're the Hurricane. We're gonna blow it down. But, yeah. yeah, hell yeah, I hell love yeah. it. Let do it. Who do we do talk it. to? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I know they're probably busy doing other things right now, but uh, pin in that. Mm-hmm. Pin in that. I like it. I like it. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, that, 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 that. That's it <laughs> for that. I was like looking through it. I'm like, oh, this stuff, you know, sometimes it just uh, starts to repeat itself. PlayStation had a little thing announcing some new indies that will be coming to the PlayStation. Now, not necessarily all new games. You probably mm. played them on PC or something. But hey, they had a little blog post or whatever showing off some new ones that are coming to PC. Um, if you never played A Short Hike, that'll be nope. coming to... Uh, it's like it, you play this little small bird that goes on like this little mountain climbing adventure. It's like a cute little... I'll look it up. Story adventure. I don't know. I'm like really mad at it because I, I just like, but it's so cute. And that doesn't help anybody as far as like story. Um, but it's kind of like a walking game where you just go through this little pretty like autumn time as this bird. Anyway, if you missed it on PC, it'll be coming to PlayStation 4 and 5. Um, I think it released in 19. Hmm. So it's been out for a little bit, but hey. I'm always going to support indies going on different platforms so more people can play it if you haven't been able to do it. So it's definitely one to keep a lookout for. I think it's cute and adorable. Nice little relaxing game. But it was mm-hmm. fun. It looks um, interesting. Oxenfree 2, which I'll admit, not mm-hmm. familiar with. I, I didn't play the first one either. Uh, but uh, I, I have seen the hubbub. People were excited about it, so I thought we'd mention it. Um, and it does look cute. I have no reason why I didn't. Uh, maybe just because there's always so many. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> In my no, way, no, no, it's yeah. very easy to miss playing across, across a couple of them. Uh, but, I mean, it's like a, more of a, like a narrative story-based adventure, so I really have no idea. I have no excuse why I haven't, other than I just haven't. Uh, but that'll be coming also to uh, later this year to PlayStation. 
Uh oh, you're excited. no. Continue, continue. You might be talking. It. Yeah, you're you're probably gonna Axiom bring it up. Axiom Verge. No. Nope. Axiom Verge. No. No. Nope. Okay, because that was gonna be the next one I was gonna bring up because people were like insanely excited about that. I was gonna say that I'm actually surprised you're not because it uh, looks like right up your alley. It probably is, but that's because it's like a Metroid like game. I don't know. However. Uh, what the we knew that this was coming out apparently, mm-hmm. but the big twist is like people just realize that there's two worlds to explore in Axiom Verge two. Um, so even more game to love, and uh, you can move between both layers throughout the adventure. Uh, and I'm surprised. I don't know. I really thought you'd be excited about that because when I saw like the game style and the gameplay, I was like, oh my god, this is steaming. I mean, it, it might be, but I'm, a, another game just caught my eye. Go for eye. it. Go for it. Carry for on. It. Ah, yes. That's that was my sucked. next one. Yep, yep, yep. That, that was, was going to be the next one. It was on the Switch, and I wanted to play it, and I just never got around to buying it. And now it's coming to my, my platform. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See? Just be patient. <laughs> Not I'm all the time. you, man. You'll get it. You'll get it. So, I, I mean... <laughs> But I'm looking at. I'm not excited. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised. Like, okay, I shouldn't say it like that. Like, how dare you not have seen it? But um, I do think it's a Steven game. I do. I mean, it's it's definitely something I've heard about. Mm. But I guess kind of like what you said with Oxenfree, it was like you've heard of it, but you just never looked into it for some reason. Just never, Yeah. yeah, like went that way. But I think you would enjoy it. So that's also another one coming to PlayStation Four and Five. Um, carry on as we just mentioned, of course, as well. If you like your horror games, uh, you get to play a, a unknown creature. So when does of all unknown this origin? Now I'm all excited. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's drifting me away from the no more heroes thing. See, there you go. Then you play a new one. I don't know when did it did it actually give us a date though? Let me see here because I might have wrote it down and I might not. I don't see one. All I see is all these games are coming By soon the end of the year. Yeah. yeah so that tells yeah. me nothing <laughs> <laughs> and then also hades though hades will become and make it its way over <clears throat> um comes to playstation 4 and 5 on august 13th so that one we for sure know mm-hmm. so i think that covers its platforms now yeah i think so i feel like now that's hades is on all of them I've heard it's an amazing game. It looks too brutal for me to want to do, but um, I've heard only good things about it. Uh, so I would imagine there's some excited PlayStation owners maybe to see that that's coming over. Maybe. You know, So I, I got, like to hope. Yeah, I got I got suckered. Um, uh, did you just buy it? No. Before my eyes? Oh. No, I wish. <laughs> no, it was um, all I got. I mean, I, at least I was able to find it, but it was said release date to be determined, so... Although, although you can get the original Oxen Free right now for three dollars. Oh shit! Three dollars and fifty cents. Well, and I need to do that when we're done here. Yeah, I might do that too. Jesus, three dollars. Three dollars. Three dollars. Give me back my two dollars. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Continue. Sorry. <laughs> uh, no, actually, I want to talk about the Steam Deck again. We got some new, like, uh, journalists, influencers, whatever you want to call them, that kind of got their hands on it this week, or like a uh, early version, of course. Uh, and so we got a little bit more details about it, uh, which I find interesting. And even as someone who literally never leaves the house, I'm still fascinated. <laughs> meeting you know it's supposed to be a portable thing and i Mm -hmm. don't go anywhere so 
Uh, anyway, <laughs> it was a slow week, guys. I'm filling time. No. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you got the seven and a half inch screen, which in my opinion wasn't that big of a deal because I feel like we've had bigger, better and all of that stuff already. Uh, but they have these like little touch screen pads on the side mm-hmm. that underneath the joystick which is concerning to me. I feel like I would accidentally hit those little I think it's just like a touchpad, but it's yeah. like directly underneath the joystick. Now, I was watching Linus Tech Tips because it was the first video I had seen where he was like legit showing it and it wasn't just me reading an article like I could see what he was talking about. And said he didn't have any issues with it, but I'm still on the fence. I, I think different hands, different players, that might be a problem, but I don't know. We'll see. It was just the placement seemed really odd to be right below the joystick where I feel like my thumb might rest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know, but you have a four cord, eight thread processor in these bad boys. Of course, if we're going up to the higher one. So, I mean, it's a portable computer and I'm impressed. I'm I'm here for it. I want to see it uh, with its own Steam-based Linux program. It said you can also just download Windows if you want. Um, So, like, I don't know, man. It just seems really neat to me. Uh, 60 hertz refresh rate. they the specs here there was a little problem with the battery life that mm-hmm. i'll throw out there this seemed like a weird gap to me because it said two to eight hours depending on what you're doing and that just seemed like a huge gap two to oh, eight yeah. not like two to four <laughs> six to eight two to eight hours um so the best that they could tell and again this is like an early version i doubt what they're showing off is going to be what gets shipped or at least that's just what's in my head to not expect that to be its final um thing but uh but i don't know they are shipping it this year possibly yeah we'll see we'll see uh but if they set the frames to a solid 30 frames per second that they extended the battery life so if you're wanting to play one of those really heavy intensive games i guess just keep that in mind for right now and don't try for the 60 frames or higher and all that kind of stuff if you want to i don't know like, I feel like your traveling would be longer than two hours is all sure, I'm saying. Yeah. So if you're wanting it to travel with it and it craps in two hours with needing a battery bank and everything like that, uh, that, that could be a problem. Mm-hmm. That could be a problem. Um, and uh, I mean, 650 is the highest end for the 512 gigabyte, which I feel like you almost would have to because as big as games are these days, it does have the micro SD um, storage expansion, like just a little thing that you could put mm. in there. Um, but that, that I think could be a problem. Cause I mean, shit, we got games, these 20, 30 gigs, but I have to see like, if you're downloading all of that directly too, yeah. you know, but that's still, that, that seems like a basic for, long time ago yeah yeah yeah. you know what i mean but again it's in a handheld so here i'm like it should be more impressive i'm sure um but again (laughs) i don't know why i feel like i gotta keep saying this you can reserve it do not buy it off ebay like i keep seeing it fly up and i just don't understand like those people are not promised a unit either (laughs) so just don't (laughs) you're wasting your money they haven't gotten an invite to buy it either. So just wait. So just wait. So just wait. Um, but I I mean, I'm excited for it. He played several different games on there. Mm-hmm. Just ran just fine. Like these higher intensive games. And it was just. I, it, it shouldn't be overly impressive. I feel like we've gotten to a point 
in technology where this should be plausible. And I'm really surprised that it's taken this long. So to run a PC, I think it's like a portable. Their own. Yeah. Like for their games, it has to be for their thing. And then this one's like pulling from an entire PC library. Like it doesn't even seem to matter if you use Steam or Game Pass or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> I mean, it's impressive, but um, I'm, I'm really surprised it's taken this long. Yeah. I just wish they'd quit calling it like this, you know, a, a Switch clone or something like that. Like it's a, I get that it's a handheld portable, but it's a different thing. It's yeah. a different thing, and that's just on my own personal preference. Where I was like, it's just, it's its own entity, even though it's travelable. Because like there are other handhelds in the world. But think about <laughs> but I know that. that's the most recent, but, but but think about that from a certain perspective. You are buying a handheld system. And you already have the games to go with it if you have a Steam account. Boom. You don't have to buy anything extra. You have your games. I mean, you can't beat that. Yeah. And I mean, now, especially with uh, all the different streaming services where you can pick up where you left off, depending on whatever system you want to go play it on. Like, I feel like that would be a cool thing with that as well. I don't yeah. know. I've never done the cloud services, like, subscribe to it, and that's how I exclusively play. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. It looks really cool. I just, again, I'm always on the fence because, like, Valve, I want them to keep supporting it, but you just never know with hardware. You just never know with hardware. Yeah, that's <laughs> with true. With them because they have left a little bit of a graveyard in their path. But from what I've seen, it's it, it looks really cool. So if you're into handheld gaming technology, wanted to take your PC on the go, I think this could look really cool. Um, and we'll see when I get the invite, <laughs> whether I decide to bite on it or not. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, fun, fun. Um, you'll love this. Okay. So EA CFOs Blake. Jorgensen mentioned in one of those, you know, earnings calls that we always are snooping in on um, that EA doesn't get enough credit for its acquisitions. Yeah. Like we just, they're they're They've had two really successful acquisitions as of late and it's exceeded their expectations. And the company doesn't get enough credit for its successful acquisitions. And he goes on to say, he is a bunch of people who really can work well together. And we do a great job of working with other parts of our company. And when we bring in acquisitions, we work well with them, too. Bullshit. <laughs> I was actually writing something the other day. Mm-hmm. And it got brought up about what they do to their companies. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. you know... It's not. I'm the not. The graveyard gonna, of that in their yeah. as well. Yeah. 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 Visceral. <coughs> mm. <coughs> Just to name one. But respawn's done really well, so that's what they want to want to keep reminding oh. you of oh, okay. and helping because they, they have helped them generate over two billion in business over a two year period of time, and that's unheard of in our industry. And I'm not sure we get enough credit for it. Jorgensen says. But so. <laughs> but weren't they also the company that had Star Wars? So don't you think that is kind of what brought in the the money? Because it's totally their eye for acquiring studios mm-hmm. and working well with them. I mean, look, making them shine. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I'm not knocking the people at Respawn. Right. That's not. Like, that wasn't what I meant. But um, Star Wars is what brought the money, and then Respawn just happened to be behind 
those games. And luckily, they made good games, right? I mean, they. I guess they're... I only played Fallen Order. Right. Uh, I don't know what else they did, maybe, but Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Money. Mm-hmm. Star Wars. Money. Mm-hmm. It, it goes hand in hand. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm just saying. But, no offense. But, but he was smart enough to find them and buy them. Sure. Sure. They just don't get enough credit for that. Okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, that's all there is to really say about that. He did go on, but I was like, at that point, I'm like, that. Yeah. Uh, but speaking also of EA, on August 3rd, though, they did file a patent for voice-controlled companion application that would allow users to control a video game with voice recognition using a mobile device. Kind of interesting. Uh, Players uh, supposedly will be able to use the companion application when unable to directly access the video game. So uh, the example they gave was due to distance from the console or, you know, other obligations. Uh, So it's to, of course, it's another tool to maintain player engagement, of course, with uh, having the app. And therefore, you're indirectly with the video game itself. So you're, uh, I want to see just how far the voice controls will take you in a game is what I'm, I'm curious although this is still just a patent so it's you know mm. uh, I don't know how far along or whatever uh, but the they cited other examples that you'll be able to just like speak video game character or for customization or your team or to buy or sell digital items of course we had to put that in there to make sure you knew to buy that uh, and even a direct a direct to character or team to perform a particular action so it sounds like they're trying to make it to where like you can like go left go right fight stab parry dodge i don't know um but we'll see so the patent has been filed we'll see if anything cool comes out of it i mean it sounds neat yeah you know but- maybe they'll buy someone who's doing really well at it and <laughs> take credit for voice controls sure I mean, you know, the power glove was neat. And look where that went. It was neat. But hey, yeah. this is uh, the 21st century. We're sure. we're doing a lot better with things. True. So true. Sure. I mean, now we're at least wireless. Yeah, for it's the true. Most part, right. So we're getting somewhere. Maybe. Uh, yeah, we have a couple of quick aids. Okay. Just a couple. Uh, and I'm sure you've seen this one. I'm sure you've seen this one about the rare sealed cell of the Super Mario Brothers on NES. Yes. Maybe, maybe. Either way. So we have another record breaker here if you missed okay. this news. Uh, so a rare sealed copy of Super Mario Brothers on NES has sold for $2 million. It was bought by an anonymous buyer who is, I guess, making big bets in the video game space. Uh, but <laughs> I just like I'm beside myself that people have this money for this kind of stuff. And I'm not sure what they think the investment of returns going to be like. Yeah. I'm not. But I don't have that kind of money to where I was just like, no, oh, I just want a rare sealed copy of a Nintendo game. You know, not saying it isn't cool, but I don't know about two million dollars. Cool. All it takes. <laughs> Is a break of that seal, and its value it's goes done, done. Well, yeah. really, it's only as valuable as someone is willing to pay for it. That so, is true. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, clearly, I guess it was worth two million dollars to at least one individual. So, congratulations. I mean, really think about it. That's what that boils down to. Is like this has never been touched. It's never been open. Look at the value. <laughs> it's like a comic book that's never been read. 
That's what its purpose is. Right. You're you're robbing it of that because you want it pristine. Look at it. Look at it. Are you going to read it? No. And don't touch it. Don't. For the love of God, don't yeah. touch it. You'll get your oils on it on your from your fingers and you'll ruin it all. Use tongs. Put it in a bag. <laughs> glove glove covered tongs. Mm-hmm. So you have the, the soft felt. <laughs> I don't know, but congratulations to uh, anonymous person who had two million dollars to spend on the super NES. No, congratulate congratulate the or person congratulate the seller. I guess yeah. two million dollars. <laughs> the person who just had a two million dollar um, sealed copy who got to sell it. Because yeah, congratulations to you. Uh so. Matt Stone and Trey Parker, they got a big deal, eh? Hell yeah. Oh, man. They signed a new deal with Viacom CBS that will pay them, let's just say, a billion dollars at this point. It was like $900 million or something mm-hmm. um, over, for the next six years to do mostly, you know, just keep doing South Park. Be South Park. Keep being South Park. Why am I bringing it up? They mentioned that a 3D video game set in the South Park world is on the table as well. So we might have another South Park video game to come out of this insane freaking deal. I mean, that's crap, man. I think the the insane part of that entire deal was the 14 movies. 14? (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, what? They barely made one. What are you talking about? 14 movies. So maybe they've got something figured out. I don't know. The guys have their shit together, but I'm... I want to see more games like, and I don't know if it would be possible for cross-platform, but who was it that, uh, their name is slipping my mind, the ones that did the last two South Park games, uh, that Obsidian. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I would love to see more of that because to me, that was a lot of fun to Mm -hmm. actually be like in a South Park episode. Yeah. And you're playing South Park. So do more of that. I mean, I don't know what this 3D game is, but... that It seemed like this is the, the, you know, how they're tossing around those, well, we've got kind of cooking kind of mm-hmm. situation. Uh, since it seems like the deal just went through, we might be still a ways away. But my God, I forgot how long that show's been on. I know. Like, it just kind of... <laughs> I mean, they're starting to... They're, they're honing in on The Simpsons as far as... Um, oh, my God, right? Because Simpsons how many has been, years? what, 31 years now? 32. 32 years mm-hmm. now. And, and they I, said this deal would get them to their 30th season. So I, what was the deal through 2027 then? So I guess then 97 like supposedly that. then, mm-hmm. I guess. That, that sounds about right. Good on you, man. Yeah. Good on you. Right. Congratulations, <laughs> you two, for having an idea that just did this with it. Who would have thought, right? Like, right? I don't know. Like when I first saw it, I thought the show was funny, but I don't, well, whatever. Those were on a tangent. But <laughs> congratulations, Matt Stone and Trey Parker. Or yeah. Matt Parker and Trey. No, I was right. Matt Stone and Trey Parker. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and one last thing I'll mention. I, I saw this on Twitter. Um, it looks like it's a brand new thing that they're trying to do. Introduced called the Indie Houses. Um, it, it, the IndieHouses.org. Um, seven international indie game publishers coming together to create a collaborative initiative known as the Indie House. Um, so Indies for Indies is what their their core belief right now is or core attitude. Um, the They're aiming to promote 
an environment that is centered around the sharing of knowledge between publishers rather than cutthroat competition. Um, so they're actually having a publisher showcase mm-hmm. in the houses direct on August 31st on Steam. Twitch and YouTube, um, followed by a week-long Steam Festival from August 31st through September 1st, where you can play demos of the games. So I'm going to check it out. I hope our siblings will check it out. This seems like a cool little idea. Mm -hmm. I hope it does well. And uh, mark it on your calendars to watch that showcase on August 31st and then jump on into Steam and play some of the games that were shown off between the 31st and September 7th. Marked. I want to see these sorts of things thrive. I want to see these sorts of things thrive. So I I hope that goes well. And I need to mark it on my calendar too, just as an extra reminder, because that's enough time for me to like lose my brain about stuff. (laughs) Indie games are the future. Let me tell you. I tell you, I, it is making my, my, my heart so happy to see a lot of these doing so much well. So, so well, um, the fact, like the fact that I don't even need to touch, triple a at all and i could just be entertained for the rest of my life is is a cool feeling not to knock those kind of devs or anything like that but i feel like i get a lot more fun and joy and more interesting unique niche stories and stuff out of indie than i do out of triple a because there's maybe they don't have as much suits to like make happy i don't know it's it's creative freedom they're not being hindered they get to make the game they want the way they want it and it shines because mm-hmm. their passion is clear in those games. So it's that's that's why they're so much fun. You can feel that. Yeah, you really can. And I can't wait, fingers <clears throat> crossed, for cons to be a thing again. Because I, mm-hmm. I really am jonesing for a, a gaming convention. I, I, I... Yeah. I'm ready to get back in there and talk with devs and play some new games and meet some cool people. So I know it's not as important as what we're doing right now. Let's get over it. But um, yeah, I can't wait. I hope, I hope they do come back and uh, do really well. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to get some uh, (laughs) new devs on here to talk about their amazing games. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But that's all I found uh, interesting for myself this week. Um, Unless there was a couple of things that you had caught your eye or we can just talk about whatever our lovely yeah. headliners for the day that i'm sure oh well you're gonna love and fun the headliner i, I mean it's it's another tale I, all right so i'm going to talk to you real quick you know what in fact before i do that i want to i'm going to publicly mention something since uh i forgot about it up top but i thought this would be fun then we'll get to the headline so um super mega crash adventures yes. you know we oh, did yes. release episode one and thank you all for watching yes Absolutely. Thank you all for watching. Um, so we, you and I, and I'm not going to say too much about it, but there was a joke in episode two, and if you've been on Patreon, uh, you can, you know, watch it if right. if you want. There are actually two, <laughs> and there's going to be three now. <laughs> oh, crap. If you think about it. <laughs> there are two versions of episode two on Patreon, because we had an original cut, and there were some mm. jokes that weren't working. Or at least I didn't feel like they were working. I was like, you know what? This could be so much better. This could be so much better. And this, mm-hmm. and the reason I, I posted them both is because I wanted people to see the creative process in a way, you know, where you could say, okay, well, I can see where this wasn't working and maybe this is working better. So we reworked a joke that 
then kind of became the second cut of the episode, and I felt mm. like it came out so much better. There's so much, there's some goodness in there. Yeah. Uh, that just makes it so much more entertaining for myself and hopefully for everybody else watching. However, there was a joke at the end of the episode that is kind of dated now and not dated in a yeah. bad way, but it was just like... Like, we were dead on. At the time. If we would have released it when we... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like it would have been an amazing joke then. Mm-hmm. But yeah. time has passed. We didn't release mm-hmm. it. And at and the our time... Joke came true, so now it's not funny. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want to know what that joke is, go over to Patreon. Right, uh, right, right. But so we decided, well, what could we do to change it up a little bit and maybe not keep it so dated or maybe make it a little bit more relevant. So we worked it out and we re-recorded the last uh, few, uh, last minute, let's just say, of the episode so we could work in a better joke that could be a little bit more broad and kind of And relevant. Yeah, Yeah. and relevant. But there's a problem. (laughs) I know. And it's a problem that I have and I just couldn't let it go. Um, my character is getting a complete overhaul in the episode because as I'm looking at it, I'm noticing things like I hadn't quite found my proper, uh, working of the animation. So I'm watching Uh, my, my mouth move and I'm like, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. You should know better. So then picking it all apart again. (laughs) Yeah. Cause he wasn't, he was mouthing words okay but then he certain things just weren't coming out right so i was like you know what no we're gonna change this and the problem with this it would have been so it would have been easier to do but the problem was is i was using old animation frames for my character and i've recently redone them to where they're a little bit more cohesive and i feel like more uh what would be the the pro he he's I guess when I stretched him out or, or created the frames or whatever, he's he's slightly wider in the original ones, and now he's more uniform. I oh, guess okay. in my new frames because it's all proper. It's mm-hmm. there's a whole process I'd have to show you for you to understand it completely. But when I put them side by side, like the old frame to the new frames, you can see a size difference. It's slight, but it's there. Okay. And my eyes see it 100%. Maybe nobody else would notice, but I see it. So I can't let it go. Right. So as I'm sitting there saying, well, maybe I can just change this one little thing, or maybe I can change this one little thing here, it turned into, nope, scrap it all, take it all out, redo it, reframe it, and then we'll just redo it from there. So that's that's what I did for an hour yesterday, is pretty much redid all of my animation for the opening sequence. Mm-hmm. And now I've moved on to the second act of the episode, and I'm about to go and redo that one as well. And and since I was talking about it, I added in the blinks just to see. Oh uh, yeah. And do you like it? It's it's not distracting. It's not something I felt like it was missing, but it does kind of give the character just a little bit of extra life, like he's. You know, observing. And in fact, I actually... Oh, this was so good. Since I did it, um, mm-hmm. I'm just... I'm going to try to be vague so uh, I don't spoil anything. The scene where a character runs by our group. Uh-huh. And we all kind of turn. 
since yeah. I was doing the blinks, I thought, ooh, what if he like like my character does like a multiple blink? Like he's trying to just like, oh, and it worked. Am I seeing this? Yeah. Like, what yeah. was that? You know, like you just blink real fast. Yeah. So I did that. And oh, it's, it was so, so good. So cute. Yeah. I was like, yep, that's got to stay in. So the blinks are, <laughs> the blinks are there. So now um, you blink. Yeah. Look at this character coming to life. I don't know. Hopefully episode three will just stay as is mm-hmm. because that one does not have blinks. But I could see myself being obsessive and going, all right, well. But oh, I could but too. for that one, those were, they used the, the original frames that I, or uh, the new ones that I've created, the more uniform ones. So I think dropping blinks in here and there would be easy. Like I could just time it out because that was the other thing I was trying to do as well in my head. Like, how long is it in between blinks? Because if you put it too close, it seems like he's blinking all the time, but space just right, and it seems natural. So I have got- to just like record yourself in just naturally and then count. Because I think if you're thinking about it, you're going to blink too much or mm. too little because you won't too be natural. S- yeah, two <laughs> seconds seemed about right. Kind of, that's what I did. I went, all right, let's try two seconds, every two seconds. And. Mm-hmm. Depending on what was going on, that was the other problem too, is I had one blink that was really close to a facial change mm-hmm. for my character, and it just, it seemed like jarring, like, whoa, 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 what happened? So I had to move it, and then it, it seemed to flow a little bit better. Okay. But I even had him blink when he was making different scowls, like an angry face, and it still works. I was like, good. It doesn't look weird. <laughs> so... I'm excited for everybody to see it. Um, yeah. I'm giving it a little bit of extra care because I care and I want it to be the best that it can be. If you only knew the work I put into this damn thing. Oh, wow. But I was excited to, to kind of find that um, that excitement again. You know what I mean? That little mm-hmm. spark. And I don't I know why it took it. that, but there it was. Well, sometimes all creatives, we get in a funk and you need a little bit inspiration again. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we all can relate to that. But I'm happy you found the little spark. Yeah. Hopefully it'll stay alive. So yep. we'll see. I'll keep poking you. Okay. I'll keep telling siblings to keep poking him. Tell him how amazing it was. Keep his inspiration going. That's yeah. That would really help if we people were more. all we excited more. about it. Mm-hmm. Plus two. I don't want to be that, that guy, but you know, <laughs> it helps. I like love too, you know. I do. Yeah. Hey! Human. Yeah. Do you want do you want to hear about the headliner that I've got lined I up? I do. Because everybody who's who's seen the icon, they're probably going, "Hey, I want to know about all this," because who knows what you found? And you know what? When I first decided on this, I wasn't sure what I would find, but this one, I had to go down a few rabbit holes to to get some information because it felt like it was sparse at first. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I found uh, a little bit of um, information out there. Some of the the people over at the Gaming Alexandria Discord kind of pointed me in a few directions, so thank you oh, to yeah, them. Oh, yeah, lovely folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, back in the 80s, uh, Nintendo was just beginning to dominate the home console market after, you know, the great video game industry collapse, which is something we've never openly talked about here, but I think we've gotten our point across. You know, yeah. I'm sure there's a large history there, but, I mean... It, Market got oversaturated and it just yes, collapsed. It That's what happened. I feel like we have in other stories. We've touched yeah. on it because it was happening at the same time. I don't feel like we need to do an entire story on it. Probably it's not. fine. Uh, 
anyway, Nintendo was able to achieve a foothold in the industry by adhering to a strict set of rules to ensure that their console didn't become plagued with the same problems that other consoles suffered from that caused the collapse. And that is, uh, you know, mainly market saturation from third-party developers just cranking out garbage. Now, Nintendo had a strict code to what was permissible, and developers had to gain their official license to publish games onto the console. And that license would come with access to their gray game packs that we all know and they were designed to be the only game cartridges that would work on their console. All thanks to the 10NES, which is a lockout chip that would prevent unauthorized games on the system. Okay? And Nintendo would naively think that people would follow this protocol. And to a degree, most did. You know? I was going to say, they probably did. But, then we see greed from other companies like Konami, they would find loopholes. Because if you remember our Ultra story, where they created this subsidiary just so they could crank out twice oh, as many yeah, games. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or companies like Atari would outright break the law to continue doing the very thing that led to the economic crash. You know, because go listen to our story on Tengen if you don't know that one. People. <laughs> but Atari wasn't the only company that decided to go around the system to make a buck. In fact, they're best known for producing, or the games they're best known for producing makes it even more ironic. Now, if you go back to the magical year of 1988, do you remember yes. that year? Yeah. Good year. Yeah. You'd find a group of eager game developers with a plethora of ideas ready to make their mark. And their name would reflect this. Color Dreams. Emphasis on the dream. But there was a bit of a problem. The team had ideas that wouldn't necessarily pass by Nintendo. At least not without some changes. Furthermore, the company wasn't in a great position financially to commit to Nintendo's licensing agreement. According to Color Dreams founder Dan Lawton, the overall deal was this. Quote, A commitment to about... $350,000 $350,000 in cartridges that they will provide, which he says cost three times more than it would to make it yourself. Final approval of the game, which Nintendo could reject based on numerous elements from violence, sexual situations, religion, or other subject matter they deem inappropriate. Okay. Also, final approval, uh, or approval happened on Nintendo's time schedule. Nobody else's. So that also included the manufacturing of the title itself. So they would get around to it when they decided it was time for them to get around to it. Now this was his account of what happened. That's what he said. Uh, All of this, to me, sounds accurate based on what we've heard about these strict codes to get that golden seal of approval. Mm-hmm. And would you say it's a bad thing? Uh, not necessarily. I wouldn't. I get the drive. I get the desire to make what you want. So I commend them for that. Uh, but Lawton knew Nintendo wouldn't approve their titles. So, what are well, they, they to just... do? <laughs> what was the titles? Well, <laughs> we'll get into that. So oh, what, okay. <laughs> what, what are you going to do about that? Yeah, yeah. 
cry. What, what any creative type does. You search for a loophole. Okay. That's you. Lot knew. Yeah, Lot knew they could make a game. He knew they could make the cartridges. Essentially, making a game for the system wasn't the issue. It was making it available to the market. Because without Nintendo's approval, the game would never be playable. All because of that 10 NES chip. Sure. So, Lawton decided to study the lockout mechanism and attempt to reverse engineer it, much like Tengen before him, except he didn't go into patent offices and steal shit. Uh, but unlike Tengen... Yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> unlike Tengen, Lawton was successful, or at least successful enough to find a workaround. Now, reports indicate that they disabled the chip by generating a pulse of low voltage at varying speeds and strengths. Now, hang on to that nugget of information, okay? Okay. With that hurdle out of the way, the team went on to work on its first game. Now, to explore this title for a moment, I thought it would be fun to play Name That Game! Here's the description of this title. Okay. <laughs> Stop me if you heard this one, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> we might have done it in the past and just forgotten. Let's see. An infant decides to leave its crib and sets out for the dangerous wilderness outside of his house. Use the NES Zapper to help him survive as he crawls towards numerous dangers such as birds of prey and bottomless pits. As he traverses lands such as graveyards, the pearly gates of heaven, and the pits of hell. Enjoy the adventure alone or play with a friend. Oh. Multiplayer. Is this game Secret Scout, Infant Adventures, Baby Boomer, or Abortion, A Quest for Survival? Well, if they're trying to get titles approved from Nintendo, I might take off D. Okay. <laughs> Just, I don't feel like that's a loophole. Um, uh, B, Infant something? Adventures. Uh, infant Adventures. Answer is C, Baby Boomer. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well, <I> <laughs> The game was placed in a unique baby blue cartridge, making it stand apart from Nintendo's bland gray, and it was released in 1989. Now, that's one game in the can, so Color Dreams decides that it was open season, and they went to work on additional titles like Robo Demons, Captain Comic, and Crystal Mines. All titles you should all know, right? Mm-hmm. Right? I've played them a lot. Sure. Now, since these were unlicensed titles, the games didn't get the seal of approval with the usual quality check. Numerous reports began circulating about their titles being broken and even crashing systems. This was due to technical limitations the company put upon themselves by bypassing Nintendo's lockout protocol. Plus, they were cranking out games in record time, so you know the quality is going to be. Things are going to get missed, yeah. <coughs> But, Color Dreams... Of course, Dreams, we're talking in a day, back in a day they could make a game in like three or four months and it was ready to go. It's true. It is true. So, anyway. But, Color Dreams did not want their reputation tarnished by such reports. So, instead of working to improve 
the quality of their games. <laughs> or even considering licensing the games officially. They do it the way they asked you to do. Yeah. yeah. In 1990, they instead chose to hide behind a new label called Punch Games. Okay. Let, you know, let those bastards take the blame. <laughs> All right. Because they're not us. We're oh, color greens. Look at this. Under this curtain. Uh-huh. Mm. Ah. <laughs> so everything was all good for the company. They could create games they wanted to make as shitty as they wanted, and no one could stop them. Life was good. Yeah. But you see, <clears throat> when you go around Nintendo, they're going to come a-knocking. Sure. And they came a-knocking. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You see, when uh, people <laughs> profit off Nintendo, and Nintendo ain't getting their cut. You know, it gets to our attention. They you know, need to see a guy. So somebody come in here, and they're like, hey, you know, you get to Mario, and he's like a Nintendo. You know, what are you doing? We're going to get to my boy, Luigi, over here. He's going to take you out. We're going to go have a have a conversation. I'm not doing a very good Italian <laughs> accent or soprano. I moments. I did. Moments, it was really... I was I was a little muddled. I don't know where I was going with it. Anyway, yeah. uh, Nintendo. Well, the character was confused. Yeah, he was. You know, just like we all were about all you know, don't know what's going on. bunch of games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nintendo was appalled by these young upstarts and the fact that they went behind their back. So what did every, what did they do? Probably they did what it. every big corporation does. They put a hit out on them. No, they yeah, actually. They'd... <laughs> they they filed a lawsuit. Oh, I was gonna agree with you. I was like, yeah, yeah, it was rough in the nineties, man. <laughs> yeah, you have no idea. Things we saw, the game whole... companies just disappeared. They really did. Mm -hmm. just, just never ask questions. That's right. So, while Nintendo had been successful at making this play against Atari and Tengen, this time kind of wouldn't work. You no. see, Color Dreams didn't do anything illegal. Technically, sure. unlike Tengen, uh, they didn't steal patents and recreate something that already existed. They just sidestepped the roadblock. You know? Mm -hmm. So Nintendo really didn't have a case. But they did have clout. Instead, yeah. Nintendo opted to stop selling games to retailers that carried any of these unlicensed games. You know? We're muscling in. Ooh, yeah, you right. you're going to carry these... These fucking games, we're going to take it and we're going to take our business somewhere else. You know, you, yeah. we're not going to deal with you. That's that's what you do. You use your clock. You do. Uh, mm -hmm. You do. We're going to take these store. guys over here. <laughs> we're going to rough them up a little bit there. Toys R Us, you want a piece of me? <laughs> smack the hell right. out of you. So what happened? <coughs> Retailers obliged. Because, you know, yeah. money. Right, sure. Yeah. Uh, suddenly, Color Dreams was unable to sell their games. For some, this would have either been a moment to fall in line and, or pack it in. Dan Lawton chose a third option. Okay. Blood. It seems that <laughs> he had been looking at an untapped market in the industry. Uh -huh. The Christian market. At this point in time, there were rare few Christian-themed video games that existed. I would imagine, yeah. And even then, they weren't much to look at or even to speak of. Not but, like today. Oh, yeah. Not like today. There's so, so, so many great ones. Like, what was that one? 
Jesus two that or I something. Can think of, and one's still in development where you play Jesus. As yeah. <laughs> what happened to that? Yeah. I think it's still in development. I think wow. they're still working on it, man. They're excited. It's been a while. To play Jesus. Well, anyway. <laughs> and then what? there's the Savior's King. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were thinking. That's probably it. <laughs> so, hearing that we're talking about this, there are games out there. Why not? Christian-themed right? video games. They need games, too. Yeah. Making them was the easy part. Selling them was still kind of an issue. However, Lawton took note of Christian bookstores. Uh, he noticed that they sold more books, but they also sold music CDs and movies, all with Christian themes. Mm-hmm. So he thought Christian-themed video games would fit right in. Sure. They just had to sell the pitch. They had to make them want these games for their kids. Mm-hmm. So in 1991, the campaign began. Color Dreams was now rebranded Wisdom Tree, and they pitched their very first game, Bible Adventures, to Christian bookstores. The bookstores apparently fell in love with the idea of promoting Bible literacy and teaching children about the Bible while they play a fun and exciting Super Mario Brothers style video game. Oh yeah. (coughs) That was the pitch. But guess what? Their gamble paid off. Did it, though. And Wisdom Tree found a distribution channel. Furthermore, they were launching a whole new genre of video game. So there was really no competition in the market. All it had to do was take off. True. And it did. Oh, wow. Weirdly. Well. Fortunately, (laughs) the kids who were subjected to these titles were probably never exposed to games like Super Mario Brothers or The Legend of Zelda. And the reason I say fortunately is that none of these games were wholly original. Like, Nature. So <laughs> they didn't have their mind clouded with good Yeah, like <laughs> Bible Adventures was clearly copied from Super Mario Brothers 2. Oh my God, clearly. Uh, spiritual Warfare. Because... <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. It was... A clone of The Legend of Zelda. The company even cannibalized their own games and repurposed them as wholesome Christian titles. Yeah. Additionally, some of the Bible verses uh, that they used in these games weren't uh, always accurate. (laughs) And even some of the Bible quiz answers, a little debatable. You know? Oh, yeah? I I think uh, uh, a... Theology scholar might be like, nope, nope, that's that's not right at all. But hey, but remember they say what they wanted it to say. Mm-hmm. Wisdom Tree wasn't created for Christian values. It was a business decision. It was for your Christian money. It was right. your tithing. Mm-hmm. And Dan Lawton would tell you point blank he didn't do this for any other reason than to keep his company afloat. In fact, well, at least there's the honesty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mean, why not? In fact, many of the original members left soon after the company rebranded, saying they had no interest in making Christian-themed video games. Despite that, the company persevered. Games reported to other platforms like the Game Boy and the Sega Genesis, and it also holds the distinction of releasing the only unlicensed Super Nintendo game, Super 3D Noah's Ark. How fun is that, right? 
I mean, I made the eye, my eye look like, what? That what? <laughs> Even though Nin or Wisdom Tree was doing exactly what Color Dreams had done before, it seems their new clientele may have given Nintendo pause about attempting to shut it down. There's, oh, because they might have them after them then, eh? There's nothing official to state that that's what happened, but Nintendo never took legal action against Wisdom Tree. Interesting. While the company is still active today, the last game was released in 1996. And there were more games in the works, such as the NES plan title Maggot, which the player... Yeah, hang on. Uh, I think this would have been under the... uh, What what did I say? Bunch games? Because they're still trying that, too. Okay. Um... (laughs) Your your player character is trapped inside the human corpse, or a human oh. corpse, and you gotta escape while avoiding maggots, which infested. Okay. I get Sounds like a fun sure. game. I mean, I've sure. heard worse pitches. Mm-hmm. Or or <laughs> there was gonna be a Hellraiser game apparently. I mean, why not? I mean, Ironic, we had Friday the right? 13th on NES. I mean, mm-hmm. we could do Hellraiser and all those weird eight bit. But horror movies. <laughs> how about that irony, though, right? Hellraiser, uh, Wisdom that's Tree. that's true. Ah, ah. Womp womp. Anyway, <laughs> uh, none of these things came to pass, obviously. Uh, but today, the company licenses the rights to their games to other companies. Unlike their initial releases, their games are widely available now. Found on TV controller collections and even Steam. How about that? You can go play well, I mean, Bobble Steam Adventures. Steam will sell it. Sure. They sell all sorts of garbage. I'll sell it. <coughs> you can even go to the company's website right now and play them directly. Like a Ooh. JavaScript kind of game or whatever. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Is it Wisdom Tree Games? Probably. Something to that effect. Uh, meanwhile, Dan Lawton used his reverse engineering skills on cameras to create Stardot Technologies, which specializes in digital imaging and video solutions. So, you know, he, he made his money and started doing what he wanted to. Now, while I am under the belief that Lawton and his team would have eventually wound up exactly where they are today, the mark they left on the history of the Nintendo Entertainment System is a unique one. These were devs wanting to make the games they wanted. And while their games are not regarded as great classics, the lesson to make them by any means necessary legally i might add is encouraging right right so if you ever feel like you can't achieve your goal think of wisdom tree and have a little faith oh (laughs) that button you like it was great oh my god they weren't even bashful about the super 3d noah's ark font no they were not. <laughs> like, 100% what they were trying to grab your eye to look like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, this is glorious. This yeah, is go, glorious. go check this stuff out. You know, in fact, I'll even put... Um, I mean, there's a very happy family on a couch. I'll, along. <laughs> I'll put the <laughs> website in the links below if y'all want to go check this out. That's great. Oh, their store is closed for maintenance, though. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
apparently they got a plug-and-play console, too. Mm-hmm. Featuring seven classic biblical adventures. Woo! You know what, though? Like, some of the stories and stuff in the Bible and everything would make interesting video games. I mean, right? There's a lot of a lot of crazy stuff in there. <laughs> I mean, Super 3D Noah's Ark. Uh, why, yeah. why is it doomed? I don't know. But the Super Mario Brothers font. Yeah. It's a very confusing time. Like, look at this. It's, uh, we're doing stuff here. Which kind of tells you probably none of the people selling it ever played these games. So for all they know, the contents never had any biblical anything. I would mm. hazard a guess. Probably not. And this picture here on this website with his family playing games, yes. barefoot in jeans. I'm not comfortable like that already. All in white so you can get that idea of just whole and pure. With wired ass PlayStation controllers. Yeah. That's no. not even a Nintendo controller. Nope. And I'm pretty sure the cords are just laying on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. I mean, I know it's a stock photo, probably, that they just grabbed. Mm-hmm. You know, they could use it. All right. Sure so these people have no idea they're on this website. <laughs> links links down below if y'all want to go check this out. That was fun. That was fun. Thank well, you. Glad you like Thank it. you for the story. I always enjoy those, though. It's like I get to sit down and have my own little story time once a week as mm-hmm. well. But that's our show, siblings. As you well know by now, you can hit us up sometime on Twitter at SuperMegaCrash or send an email at SuperMegaCrash at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram to view the weekly icon art that Stephen puts his time and love into. Go hit follow. Go like those. Uh, you can support the show by liking and leaving reviews on your preferred platform and even going to Patreon.com forward slash Pencil and Paper Productions to support the show. You can tell your friends to find us at the, or just search Pencil and Paper Podcast Network or Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. Found on... <coughs> Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Pandora, and even YouTube.com forward slash Pencil Paper Productions. If we're not on the one that you love, maybe tell us. Maybe we can fix that. I don't know. It seems like we're on everything. Oh, Anchor too, right? Yeah, we should be everywhere. Like, I I think we should just be like, we're everywhere now. Mm. And if we're not, tell us. But (laughs) thank you so much for listening. I am Lacey Finley, And I'm Stephen White. And you could join us again next time, Super Mega Crash siblings. But until then, game on. This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.